Welcome to Figuring Out Homestead Life with Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing. I'm good. It's Friday. Yes, Friday the 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not superstitious on the 13th. It's actually my birthday's on the 13th and Ashley's birthday's on the 13th and it's usually an all-around good day. Well, that's good. So what have you been up to? A lot. So, well, we have the house sale thing, whole, all that going on. So just having to keep the house extra tidy for showings and stuff like that, that are happening. So really just been focusing on that. I did do some garden cleanup, harvested a bunch of gourds. What else did I do? Probably the last of the green beans came out. I still have some pumpkin or a pumpkin growing. So I'm trying to let that get a little bigger, but yeah, that's about it. Just mostly focusing on trying to find a home and sell our home, which is like a lot. So yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. Well, I was, let's see, I was gone. I went to Chicago for the marathon. So there's a, there's a huge lag in this recording because it's like you're moving and then you'll, you'll mouth will move. Hold on. Audio video previews are available in the recording sidebar. Quality check. Well, they both have warnings. I don't know. Anyway, I went to Chicago to watch Ashley run the Chicago Marathon and provide support. And that was a lot of fun. Chicago was actually really cool. I didn't think I would like it at all, but... It was, a, it was a really nice city. I had fun. I don't plan on going back anytime soon. <laughs> uh, there's no place like home. Very happy to be here. And we had my best friend Stacy and her husband Bill here. They actually got here Sunday before I got home on Monday. And Bill and Randy worked on the woods cabin. And it looks awesome. They did such a fantastic job. So I'll have to be sure to post some pictures. So is that all done now, that project with that, or? Um, not 100%. There's a little bit more siding on the front porch area, and we're going to get a brand new door so that it actually seals shut. Yep. Uh, and then we want to do some work inside. The cabin's still open for rentals. Yeah. Cool. But, but the outside's That's awesome. all sided How did Ashley do in her marathon? Did she like have a good experience? Did she want to do another one? Like how'd that go? <laughs> Maybe too soon to ask her if she wants to do another one. She probably will. Actually, we, David and I both asked her the day of, well, we didn't really ask her. We, as spectators, we learned a lot. It was like, oh, mm -hmm. we should have had like her head on a big, huge sign or her dog's heads on big, huge signs oh. so she could see us. Mm -hmm. It was a good experience for her. She finished. That was her, that was her goal was to finish. She did. She did good. She's not you know record breaking running. It's she ran her race and it was yeah. Great. I know she's sore, but she did go on a two mile run yesterday. Oh gosh. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think she'll do another one. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, I won't Very do it. Cool. I'll be happy to spectate. <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> Chicago was really a very cool city. The day before, we walked on over 10 miles. Mm. Maybe she shouldn't have walked so much the day before a marathon. Um, oh. We walked around the city. We went to the Field Museum in Chicago, and that was really nice. And we got to see a really cool exhibition that had a little bit to do about farming, which was really cool. Hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> That's fun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to, do we want to get into our topic? Yes. Yes, we do. I will let okay. you introduce it. Okay. So we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, we're talking about bread making, both yeast and sourdough bread baking making. So yeah, and this is episode 19. I don't know if we usually say what episode we're at, but I can't believe we're already done 19. This is the 19th episode already. Seems like quite a bit. Seems like we just <laughs> <So>. started. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so yeah, do you want to, well, first I wanted to say or talk about like why, why bake bread at home? Why do you feel like it's important to bake bread at all at home? Or why do you choose to do it? For me, the top things are flavor and I know what's in it. If I make mm -hmm. it, I know exactly what's in it. I have to, I have to say that my bread baking experience, now that I have a few years of bread baking under my belt, initially starting out, I used a, a bread machine years ago, oh. like mm -hmm. maybe even before Ashley was born, I had a bread machine. And I always got bricks with my bread machine. Okay. Those were super popular at one time. I feel like everyone had a bread machine. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those kitchen gadgets that everybody needs. Yeah. Um, you don't need a bread machine. You absolutely do not need a bread machine. I prefer to bake bread now without a bread machine. Um, so for me, it's flavor and knowing what's in it. What about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, yeah, number one, the taste, the satisfaction of just like baking a loaf of bread is pretty cool. Your house smells really, really good when you pull it out of the oven and while it's cooking. But then, yeah, the ingredients. Next time, if you're looking at a bag of store-bought bread at the supermarket, like flip it over and look at the ingredients and you will be very surprised, I think, maybe. I did look up like what the top bread of in the u.s is and it was nature's own butter bread so i looked up the ingredients online and there's i can't even pronounce most of these ingredients so and it's you know and it's just bread it should really have like flour water and salt in it <laughs> that's really all you need you know maybe butter <laughs> but and the oh. other thing about it from Hang on. Oh, oh can i hear you still now I can hear you. Okay. The other thing about it was all the preservatives that are in it, that makes it more difficult for us to digest. So a lot of times store-bought bread is not as easily digestible. So yeah. <laughs> Randy just pulled into the driveway, so I'm going to mute myself while she's working. Oh, okay. Everyone's excited to see Randy. 
so the other thing that I wanted to mention was um, commercial yeast versus wild yeast, which wild yeast is really just like what most people know as sourdough bread. Um, so there are some differences between those two types of bread. So sourdough or wild yeast relies on a mix of wild yeast, which is the yeast that's just like in the environment, and lactic acid bacteria to have the bread rise. It's richer in nutrients, less likely to spike your blood sugar, contains lower gluten and generally easier to digest. It also has a more complex flavor, but commercial yeast is a much, it's a lot quicker. It's can be easier. There's not as much nuance with it as far as like your rising times and things like that. I feel like it's more straightforward. So it's a better bread to start with as like, if you're new to making bread, it's yeah. And it's just quicker in general. Sourdough can take many hours and a yeasted bread does not. <laughs> so that can also help too. Like if you have time constraints using yeast versus sourdough. Do you have anything you want to add or are you <laughs> <He is> still muted? <laughs> It'll just be Ginny's episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll just pause because you can edit it out, right? She's done barking. Okay. Um, I agree with all that you said. Um, I originally started with the commercial yeast bread or commercial yeast for making bread. Um, and probably in the last four years have kind of delved into sourdough. So I enjoy making sourdough bread. Um, mm -hmm. And there's all different kinds that you can make. Um, so it's not just one yeah. kind. Right. And it's not, you, you can make sweet stuff with sourdough too. It's not just, which I think maybe if you're new, you don't realize that you can use, you know, make cinnamon rolls or cake, whatever. So Cookies. all sorts of stuff, yep. basically all the things that you could make with, hi Randy, <laughs> with commercial yeast or baker's yeast, you can, you, you can make with sourdough. Definitely. So. Yes. Do you want to talk about equipment? Like what type of equipment we need for baking bread? Okay. So for sourdough, you need something to contain your starter in. And you need probably spoons and I would say stainless steel or like porcelain, not porcelain. Oh, ceramic? ceramic? Yeah. Yeah, ceramic bowls. Um, and then you need, I use a lot of parchment paper when I make sourdough. I'm kind of just rambling here. Did you have a specific list, Jenny? I do have a list. So, but I think like with any kind of like hobby, there's all sorts of stuff you can buy and spend a lot of money on, but you don't necessarily need it all. So they sell a lot of different things that that's like specific for bread baking, but like the, the banatons or whatever, however you're supposed to pronounce that's like basically like a blind basket that you proof the, the bread in, you know, I just use like a regular basket that I got at like Hobby Lobby or wherever, like our savers, like a thrift store. And I just line it with a tea towel. So I think most stuff you don't necessarily need. Um, but yeah, I mean, you need bowls, you need measuring equipment. A scale is really helpful because um, it's more accurate to weigh the ingredients than to measure something to score the bread with, which they sell fancy bread lames. They're called, but you can like use a razor blade or a sharp knife. 
So I think like most stuff you can, you, if you have like very basic like cooking equipment, that's really all you need. Right. The, the bread lames can get expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's like- and it's like something that holds a razor blade. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, if you get really into it, you can buy all the fun, fancy equipment, <laughs> but you don't need a big budget. And all you need for ingredients is water and flour and salt. So, yes, and cheesecloth. Well, or not necessarily cheesecloth. Flour towels. What am I? Oh yeah, about? like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a tea towel. Yeah. Tea towel. Yeah. 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 Stuff most people have. Yes. Yeah. I don't have a lot of fancy equipment for my sourdough stuff. I think the fanciest thing I most recently purchased. Here comes Lucky mostly recently purchased was the the sour house jar quart size jar oh okay for your for your starter yep okay yeah yeah i just keep mine in a mason jar yes so but yeah they do sell like nice like pretty ceramic ones i've seen on etsy and stuff so but yeah it's just like anything like there's all accessories <laughs> but Lots of accessories yeah, yeah. Do we want to talk about what a sourdough starter is? Yes. So, okay. So a sourdough starter is, I'm trying to think of how to explain it properly without having like all the scientific knowledge and uh, background, but basically, yeah. So it's, well, it's very simple to create one. You just start with water and flour and I started mine with three quarter cup of flour to a quarter cup of water. So it's like a thickish, mine's pretty thick. So you can find different recommendations. So you put, you mix those, the, the three quarter cup flour with the one, quarter cup of water in a, I use a mason jar, stir it up real good. You let it sit. I do it in the morning. And then at night you would mix in more. So basically it, I, I'm doing not a very good job describing this. Do you have like a more like succinct way of explaining what a starter is? So a starter is a live fermented culture of flour Ah. and water used in place of common commercial yeast. Okay. So basically you have your initial day one flour and water. You mix it, you let it sit the next day you you take some out, right? You start discard- discarding right away or no? It probably depends on who you're following your instructions for. But basically, you're just building up like a strong colony of bacteria, of yeast and bacteria. You know, there's different methods, I think, depending on who you're going to listen to, how to make your starter and get it ready to bake with. But your starter itself you'll know it's ready to start baking when you're getting a good rise in your jar so that's why it's nice to have a clear jar so you can see where the level was when you started and then it's going to rise up to the top and then it's going to fall again so which is what it's going to mimic in your bread baking if your starter is not rising the bread that you're going to make with the starter is not going to rise either so a good way to keep track of your level is that once you mix in your flour and water, put um, a rubber band or I use sometimes I use a hair tie around the jar just to say, okay, this is where it was. And then you can see it rise above that. Yeah. 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 How much air and bubbles 
you're getting out of that rise. Right. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, and then you are, you do have to eventually start discarding some, because of course, if you just keep adding flour and water, you're going to have gallons and gallons of this mixture. So you have to throw some away before you feed, or you're going to end up with too much. And there's different things you can do with the discard. You don't always necessarily just have them to be like literally throwing it away. You can make crackers with it. Some people make like pancakes or waffles. You can use it in like cookie or brownie recipes. There's all sorts of stuff that you can use the discard for. So you don't just have to always be throwing it away. Because, I mean, sometimes it feels wasteful, but it's it's part of the process. So, and if you're baking all the time, you don't have that much discard. So it kind of depends on how often you're baking bread to how much discard you're going to have. I have a fly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you do, do you bake with your discard at all? Or do you usually just like throw it away or? Usually I am using the discard to make bread. Okay. So some days, most recently I discarded some and yeah, I just threw it away. Um, yeah. And I also gift it to friends who want sourdough starter. Oh yeah. It's like, okay, here you go. Mm -hmm. So. And you can dehydrate it too. So that way, if something happens for some reason to your, your like original starter, if you, you can dehydrate some of it and then you'll just have it on hand or you can give it to people or whatever in case some catastrophe happens with your starter and you have to start over again. Have you just, have you dehydrated any yet? I haven't. Yeah. It's like, I keep like thinking about it and wanting to, and then I just, I just have it out of like laziness <laughs> or just like forgetting. Like I think of it at like not times when I can actually do it. <laughs> yeah. So sourdough starter is kind of like a pet or a child. You do have to feed it <laughs> regularly. Um, and if you're not going to like, like I went out of town for three days. So I just put mine in the fridge until I came back. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're not cooking or baking regularly, like if you only bake like whatever, once a week or even less, you can just stick it in the fridge. So you're not having to feed it every single day for like no reason. So when you do that, you need to make sure that it comes to room temperature before you use it because mm -hmm. things will be flat. Yeah. Usually I take mine out of the fridge like that, like the day before I know I'm going to use it and then I'll let it come up to room temperature. I'll feed it and then I'll bake with it the next day just to make sure it's like really reactivated. But yeah. depending on how healthy your starter is, you might not even need to do that. Yes. So. My current starter is extremely happy and healthy. Yeah, because you got yours from like a professional <laughs> from baker person, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I keep saying, yeah. I think we talked about this in a previous episode that I got it from yeah. the, at Second Bite Farm. Um, yeah. And that sourdough starter was originally started in 1956. That's awesome. It was, it was her husband's grandmother's, like, and it's been to, I think she said Alaska and Arizona and now New York. So. Yeah, that's so cool. Imagine passing down your sourdough starter to, like, your child. Like, it's just so funny. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Or your grandchildren. Have your yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Um, 
that's Becca was saying something about there. There's people who take their sourdough starter on trains, like across Europe, and just to collect the the natural bacteria in the air. Mm. Add so much more flavor to it. Yeah, because it is very personalized to like your your starter. You know what I mean? Like no two are gonna be exactly the same, of course. You know, because it is just the natural bacteria and everything in the air and and you know so that's really cool too it's fun and you can use different kinds of flour mm-hmm. so rye yeah or, i'm currently i'm using the king arthur non-bromated non-bleached non-bromated flour mm-hmm. so what are you using yeah just because and you can also like if your starters like with all-purpose flour or whatever you can still use that sour to or starter to bake like a rye bread or Mm -hmm. whatever, because it's only a very small portion of it. So you don't have to stick with the same thing. Yeah. What kind of flour Um, are you using currently? It's just all, it's just like an all purpose flour. Okay. So I did try, I think we talked about this in an other episode. I did try to switch to like an einkorn Mm -hmm. flour starter and einkorn is like an, it's an ancient wheat and it's, much different to work with than our flour that we're familiar with now and it did not go well and it made me stop baking sourdough at all for a while because I just was so discouraged so now I'm just back to I made a new starter with um, all-purpose flour (laughs) so and now I'm back to baking weekly with with that (laughs) so so what do you we talked I throw my discards away or I just make bread with it what do you do with your discards um, I do a lot of crackers because we do really like che- like cheese and crackers is like a big snack here. So we do go through them. So I make crackers a lot. Sometimes I'll make pancakes, but that's like once in a blue moon. That's not super regularly. I did start trying to make cookies and stuff like that. Like I made pup- homemade pop tarts the other day with some discard. I made chocolate chip cookies the other week. So I'm trying to look for more recipes to make than just crackers. Cause I mean, we do eat a lot of crackers, but I mean, you know, (laughs) we don't need pounds and pounds of crackers, (laughs) but I actually have a recipe I'll share at the end of the crackers cause it's really easy and they're really good. Okay. I haven't tried to make crackers yet, so I think I need to. Yeah, they're good. It's, it's very simple and they're very tasty. So and I do use einkorn flour as the flour. So then I'm like, oh, they're healthy. <laughs> well, they're Sourdough and einkorn. Yeah. If, if, I mean, if we really wanted to get into it, we could talk about American wheat versus European wheat versus how our wheat is raised. Typically, I think that could almost be like wheat. a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we would need to get an expert. Yeah. And I could talk. Not that, not that you can't. I definitely no. Can't. I agree with you because I there's. It's a higher level yeah. of. It's like this yeah. is what the American food system is, mm-hmm. and this is what the American food system is, and this is why I'm trying to make my own things. Mm-hmm. I don't make everything, but I'm trying to yeah. at least incorporate more homemade things. Right. Yeah, and then the next level for me personally that I, I want to try to get to, because now I'm like good with the sourdough baking that consistently, 
I want to learn and get into grinding my own flour. So that's like the next thing. That's like my next level that I'm trying, I, I want to get into. So there's, and there are, there are sources of non, I'm not going to say non GMO because even, even not non GMO organic, even organic things are sprayed. There's, Mm -hmm. there are chemicals that are certified organic that it's still really not good for you. Right. So there are places that you can get wheat berries from that are mm-hmm. not treated with any type of chemical. So. And wheat berries store for like a really long time. So if you're concerned about like food security and stuff like that, you can buy like large quantities of wheat berries and store them away and just grind them as you're needing them. Yes. And so. they're a lot less expensive than. Yes. A lot less expensive. <laughs> so you gotta do the work yourself. Plus yes. you get you get the whole grain in your mm-hmm. bread. I mean right. you, can, you can sift it and you can get out the wheat germ and stuff, but why would you? It's that it adds that much yeah. flavor. All in the nutrients and everything about it. But from what I'm just starting to try to learn is it's like you're basically learning how to bake bread over again because it's so different than, you know. Cause who knows how long ago the flour that we're purchasing was ground and all that. Plus it's all separated. So it's, it's a whole different yeast. <laughs> so. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely 100% on that. Yes. Do you have any like advice for someone that's wanting to get started baking bread? Like how they should go about it, what they should try first maybe, or. Um, I would say. Some people don't care for sourdough. They don't like the flavor. So if that, if sourdough flavor is not necessarily your cup of tea, start with a regular, just a basic yeast bread, commercial yeast bread. Give it a try. And if you fail, don't be afraid to try again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many bricks I've made. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> fail. You're, you're gonna fail, like absolutely. <laughs> like they're not gonna be perfect, beautiful loaves <laughs> at first. <laughs> But, and I wish I had known this then, or, you know, all these, all these resources that we have now and access the internet and, and social media and stuff, you can turn those bricks into croutons, mm-hmm. which I yep. never even considered. So, and they weren't like brick bricks. They were just not fluffy. <laughs> they were right. Flat. So. Yeah. Yeah. Croutons or make some like bread pudding or something. Yeah. <laughs> Breadcrumbs. Yep. So my biggest tip, my number one tip is don't be afraid to fail. It's mm-hmm. don't be afraid to try again. Um, yeah. 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 I would say look for like a no need dough recipe because kneading can be difficult to kind of get into the groove of that, especially like when the dough is like really sticky. It's hard to tell if you've kneaded it enough. Like it's just... You kind of have to have a better feel for how the dough should feel when you're kneading the breads, or you could start like kneading in a, I usually knead by hand, but you could use a stand mixer with like the dough hook. But to first start, I would just find like a no knead bread loaf, like a simple round one that you just pop in like a Dutch oven, like a no knead artisan loaf. 
Yes, I was going to say a good one to start with. lots of artisan loaves that there's some that are yeast, there's some that are sourdough, but the yeast ones, no need, it's quick, it's simple. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, nice win, and then you want to like keep going, you know, yeah. so. I also buy my commercial yeast, because I still make both. I make mm-hmm. regular yeast bread and I make sourdough bread. I buy my commercial yeast in the bricks from yeah. big, books, big box stores, like Sam's yeah. Club, so it's a two-pack of bricks. And it goes in the freezer until I need it. It goes in the freezer, and then when my jar in the fridge is empty, I have a mason jar that I keep in the fridge with, like, yeast I'm going to be using. I just refill it from the freezer, and then I keep that in the fridge. And it's... Yeast comes with an expiration date, but I think if you store it like that, it yeah, it doesn't. It's not... But when you get those little packets, the little red star, I don't want to badmouth any brands, but like the little, the multi-pack, like the three. Yeah, it's like packs. a single serve pack, like kind of. Those always seem to not do as well for me. I agree. I like buying it in the bulk package as well. I don't know if it's something about it being in those little packets. Maybe it's, They're I, don't, I don't know. Or something? I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, but I agree. I do the same thing. I buy from like Costco or wherever the big giant things and I keep it in the freezer and the, the one I'm using, I'll have it in, a, I have it in a mason jar in the fridge too. So, and I think it says you're supposed to use it within six months, but I don't and I haven't had an issue. So, yeah, I haven't either. I can guarantee that some of my yeast has been in the fridge for over a year and I've used it. Yeah. It, the bread still comes out nice and fluffy. Mm-hmm. So there's a yep. basic sandwich loaf that I make that, that I use that. So, yeah. My favorite thing to use with yeast is cinnamon rolls. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yep. So. I have I have Paula Dean's cinnamon roll recipe. Ooh, that's probably really good. Uh, well, it's a cinnamon roll. It's, it's not supposed to be healthy. I mean... <laughs> I made healthy Pop-Tarts the other day, <laughs> as healthy as, you know, I'm like, well, there's not all the preservatives and dyes and, you know, excessive amounts of sugar, but, you know, it was still a tasty treat. <laughs> tasty treats. What was your filling? I used the, some strawberry jam. Okay, nice. Yeah. Some of yours. They were good. Too. Really liked them. So I'll have to make more next week. Cause I only made four cause I didn't know how it was going to come out. So I didn't want to double the recipe. So I just made four I actually made a YouTube video. If anyone is interested, there's a YouTube video of me making said pop tarts. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. So Luke ate them all. Like, well, I tried one and then Luke ate the other three. And so I was like, okay, I got to make a double recipe next time. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So and you used your strawberry jam? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I might try blueberry next time. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. That's exciting. Um, Yeah, they were good. So what are your favorite resources? So I use this book, Bread Baking for Beginners by Bonnie O'Hara. She's also on Instagram too. She owns Alchemy Bread Co. 
but this is really good. There is, I still use the beginner sourdough loaf in here. It works just fine, even though it's the beginner one, whatever, it tastes really good and we enjoy it. So this book I use a lot. I also use the blog, I guess it's considered a, a blog, Farmhouse on Boone. She has a sandwich loaf recipe that I like, and she also has a chocolate, double chocolate sourdough loaf that is very, very good. So those are my two kind of go-tos. Okay. What are yours? So my number one go-to is Artisan Sourdough by Emily Rafa. And I mean, you can see, you can see it's in, you know, rough shape. I use everyday <laughs> sourdough recipe. It is, it's the basic beginner recipe. And then I've started making, let me flip to it, the country farmhouse mm -hmm. white. It's basically a loaf. It's a sandwich loaf bread. And I have made, there's pita, pita bread. I have made those. Mm -hmm. And then... I have been wanting to try, but I have not tried yet, the brioche. Oh, yeah. So this is the number one, for me, the number one sourdough cookbook that I have. Mm -hmm. I do have another, I have this, I'm probably saying it in the wrong order, flour, water, salt, yeast. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Which that book goes into... I want to say more of the science end of the uh, end of bread making. Yeah. Um, and I always, I always mention this. So Jill Winger. So yeah. Of the Prairie Homestead. I mm -hmm. have her book, her new book. I have her cookbook. I know you have her cookbook because yeah. yeah, somebody made gorgeous biscuits and I was like, Oh, where'd you get that recipe? And like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I have that cookbook. I guess I should make those biscuits. But I started reading this on the airplane. Well, oh. I reading it before. She does have, I haven't used her instructions, but she does have sourdough instructions in here. Um, oh, okay. And I'm going to go off on a little kick here. So we went to the Field Museum in Chicago, and we saw the exhibition. They have a special exhibition um, at the Land Before Kings. And I probably am not saying that correctly, but so the special exhibition, the initial intro wall talked about how people lived in community and they raised their own food and they had mm -hmm. their cattle and, you know, they did everything naturally. And it goes, it takes us through history and it was, it was more about kings and, and the hierarchy of civilization, how we got there. Or how we got here mm -hmm. um, but it kept one of the key things was community and food and how we've gotten away from that yeah and it's like that is so what this book is about mm. it's just it was it's like it just and i gotta get that book too. what's that i gotta get that book it, it's definitely a good read it's, I have even taken to highlighting things in it. Oh, yeah. It's like, ah, uh, the point. What is the cost and flavor of produce that has been selectively developed for cross-country treks instead of tastiness? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. It's... I in the stuff... 
I was just going to say the stuff now they're putting on the food now to make it last even longer and not rot <laughs> that you're eating. Right. Um, I probably should have selected a section in there where she talks about bread. So, yeah. I'm a huge Steel Winger fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talk about her almost every episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just funny. She's yeah. like our third, like our mascot. Yeah, I was actually going through, I have I have a binder with a bunch of recipes in it. Like years yeah. of recipes. And I actually have one of her things that I printed off from her from her blog probably from seven years ago yeah because is that how she started did she start as like a blogger like back in the day is that okay she started as a blogger basically just to just to keep track of things and to share with you know close friends and family not for the world and right she's and a farmer I mean a homesteader farmer homesteader so did you go to her talk at I the Homestead Festival? Talk. I okay. her talk, um, I believe, at the Homestead Festival was around farming and children. It, yes, right. So I did not go because my children are grown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking, well, we have grandchildren, so I probably could have still gone. Um, yeah. But um, So I didn't go. But from what I hear, it was more than just about that. Right. Which I think all the talks were more than about what their topic was. Just the title, yeah. Yeah, and I am going to mention that I'm still kind of peeved at the Homestead Festival. Rory Feek, who spoke out and said that all the attendees would have act free access to the recordings from all the speakers that we didn't yeah. get to hear because time. You can only go to one at a time. Yeah. Now they're charging. You get oh, you get seven days free access, but then you have to pay, and it's like that's right. wrong. That is so wrong. Yeah, I mean, if they hadn't told us specifically that we would get them, then I would just be like, oh, well, that stinks, but yeah. whatever, you know. But like where we were specifically told that we would get them for free, then you're like, well, wait, what happened to that? <laughs> And they haven't, so. they still, I checked yesterday, they still had not responded to anybody's comments. I know, I looked back too and I saw your comment and I hearted it. <laughs> they said multiple times. He didn't just say it once, he said it multiple right. times. Yep. Yep. It's kind of too bad. Because there were some I really was like, oh, I really want to listen to this with Luke. Like, this would be good, you know? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good times. Oh, I think Lucky needs yeah. to go out. Okay. Do you have any other, like, tips or tricks or encouragement or anything you want to say to people that might want to start baking bread or? Try to buy fresh ingredients. We talked about we talked about if you're making commercial yeast bread, if you know somebody. Okay, I found this on the web for if you're making commercial yeast bread. Check it out. <laughs> Wasn't talking to you, Siri. That's just priceless. If you know somebody who makes sourdough bread regularly, hit them up. They will be more than happy to give you some starter. It's better to to give it away than to discard it. 
Yeah. I feel my opinion only, but yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip. Cause I would never have thought to do that really. I don't think I was like, Oh, I got to wait until mine's ready and blah, blah. Yeah. I never thought to like ask around, Hey, do you make what's our now? And then you can make a friend or you can have someone ask for advice or whatever. So yeah. I would say the tip. same for kombucha. I started feeding mine to the chickens and they really like it. That's <laughs> they were cool. fighting over the little strips. Uh, I have to feed mine to the chickens. I put, I, because I was gone, I put mine in the, let's call it the kombucha hotel. I actually just stuck it in the fridge. Mm -hmm. So I need to get it out and freshen, make some, yeah. make some fresh, but. Yeah. So ask your friends that you know that makes sourdough, or if you see somebody posting on on social media, say, "Hey, do you give away your discards?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I did want to share the cracker recipe in case anyone wants to try it. Um, it's really easy, so that's why I figured it'd be it'd be easy to share here because it's like it's it's very easy. So you just take a cup of flour a cup of the discard, half a teaspoon salt, quarter cup of olive oil, two tablespoons of whatever kind of herbs, if you want to add an herb in for flavoring, um, and an eighth of a teaspoon of garlic powder. You mix it all together until it forms a dough. Divide it into two balls. Use your hands to put it in, like flatten it into like a rectangle. Wrap it in plastic wrap, put it in the fridge for a half hour. Then you just roll it out thinly on parchment paper. I use a pizza cutter to cut out little squares, poke it with fork, like the tines of a fork, so it doesn't get real puffy. It'll stay like flat, like a cracker. If you don't poke it, it'll pop up. And then you bake it at 350 for 25 minutes. And that's it. <laughs> Sounds pretty easy. I'm gonna and then you have crackers. Crackers. I think that's from, I think it originally, that recipe came from the, I guess it's a blog. Yeah. Website blog, Homestead and Chill. Okay. Cool. So they have there, that's another good one for um, sourdough and other, lots of other gardening and stuff. Nice. Homestead and Chill. <laughs> Lovely. So does that bring us to the end of this podcast? I think so. I think that's all I have. I think that's all I have. Okay. Um, highly, highly, oops, highly, <laughs> lowly drop the book. I recommend this book. I don't know about you. Do you, do you highly recommend the book you have? Yes. Yeah. And if you're not watching again, it's yeah. Mine is bread baking for beginners by Bonnie O'Hara and it has yeast, yeasted breads, sourdough. It has all of it in here. So it's not just sourdough. It's not just, it's like, it's, a good mixture of like every, you know, all different things to make. It has brioche, it has pizza dough. So all different things in, in it. Okay. So mine is, mine is, if you're not watching, but listening, Artisan Sourdough Made Simple by Emily Rafa. And it is strictly sourdough. It's not the, it's not the yeast, commercial yeast breads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can add them to the show notes, right? The names. Yes. Yes, okay. I would also like to add the bread. I'll add a link to the recipe that I make, just like regular sandwich bread. It's a really easy, I think it's easy. Loaf. Mm -hmm. It makes two loaves at a time. Okay. So it's good sandwich bread. Good. Cool. Yep. Yep. All right. 
Well, I think that is it then. And we thank you for listening to this episode. It is a day late because um, we had a little bit of technology issues as you do. <laughs> but um, yeah, we thank you for listening. Um, if you do enjoy, if you could please um, give us a five-star rating, leave a nice um, comment for a review, that would be lovely. Share it with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at Figuring Out Homestead Life. You can watch the video version of this at Allison's YouTube, which is Zig and Vine Homestead. And she is on Instagram as well at, at Zig and Vine Homestead. I am Mrs. White Homemade Life on Instagram and YouTube. So follow us on all the places and we really appreciate it. Happy bread making. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>